Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. There's actually a bit of a shocker in the sports world this past weekend. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck announced on Saturday that he is retiring from football. He is uh, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's only 29 years old. But uh, let me put it this way. They were playing an exhibition game. He was not dressed in that game, but he was on the sidelines with his teammates uh, when word filtered around through the stadium that uh, that he was not going to play football for the Colts anymore. And the fans let him have it. He got booed off the field as he left at the end of the game. And, uh, well, he was not impressed. Yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say I heard the reaction. Yeah, it hurt. I'll be honest, Chap. It hurt. Would, no kidding, it would hurt. Uh, CHML Sports Director uh, Rick Zamperin joins us. Were you surprised by this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, here's a guy who's 29, who's at the top of his game. He's uh, on a pretty good team, uh, has a uh, uh, you know a number of Pro Bowls under his belt, other accolades with the National Football League, uh, first overall pick in 2012, uh, a very smart, cerebral uh, individual, and uh, yeah, it came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. Uh, and uh, the 2012 thing, I want to bring that up, because how many times have the quarterbacks who are number one picks like this, they just fizzle? Uh, he was everything that was billed. He, yeah. he played very, very well. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal, highly touted, uh, very talented quarterback out of Stanford University. You know, a big guy who can throw anywhere on the field uh, with precision, with strength, uh, with accuracy, uh, throw on the run, uh, a tough guy to bring down. Uh, a student of the game, you know, he was a very smart quarterback. Could read defenses, adjust on the fly, uh, make all those audibles. He was, you know, the prototypical number one uh, overall kind of quarterback. And um, yeah, I, I know it only lasted six years, but he had a really, really good career. I mean, made the playoffs four out of those six years, uh, and, and in the two years that he didn't, he was hurt for most of the year. And and at the end of the day, that is really the you know, the foundation of, of Andrew Luck's kind of announcement on Saturday night was that, you know, mentally and more so physically, he just could not take it anymore. He's had a number of, you know, really serious injuries, two of which, you know, really nullified two two of his six seasons. Uh, as Cathal Kelly wrote in Globe and Mail, uh, he says, like most football players, uh, he's hurt all the time, but unlike most football players, he'd prefer not to be. Yeah. And which sounds rather simplistic and, and kind of, but, but there's a, a, a reality to that, uh, that uh, it's a violent game. And I know that if you played, you know, maybe high school ball or something, you figure you've got some idea. But I've, you get to know some of the guys, and you were hiring around the football team for years, of course, uh, on the, the road trips and everything with the Tiger Cats. Uh, it's, it's, it takes a toll on you. And it's not just, okay, I got banged up in the last game. It takes you longer to recover, depending on the injury. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's your time. That's personal time. You know, they, they, well, we know, for instance, Jeremiah Mazzoli's had season-ending surgery. We're waiting for him to come back next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk a mile in his shoes. Yeah. Well, you know, the rehab that he has to go to, and it hurts. It's painful. I can understand that. Like, oh, my God, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, what, you know, the, the fans booing at the end of the game really got to me because, you know, here's a guy who has spent six years with the team, uh, has had some ups and downs, and most of those downs are injury-related. So fans, especially in Indianapolis, who attend Colts games, are season ticket holders, are fans of Andrew Luck. You know, there was one, you know, a shot of uh, uh, on TV where uh, an Andrew Luck fan uh, tore off his Andrew Luck jersey because he was so distraught that you know their their franchise, face of the franchise, their number one quarterback was calling it quits. So I understand their frustration, but at the end of the day. You know, th- this guy, it's almost a modern-day gladiator. You're cheering for an individual who is, 
you know, putting on a show for you, is, is entertaining you, basically, at the end of the day. But as you mentioned, we don't walk in their shoes. We don't see the Monday to Saturday activities that they go through. We see them on Sunday playing in the National Football League, or we'll see them on a Friday night in the CFL. But we don't see the, you know, the Tuesday meetings, the 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 Wednesday rehab sessions, the Thursday, you know, doctor appointments, all these kind of things. And after years of that, and he mentioned the cycle of, you know, injury, pain, rehab, and he's gone through this a number of times with uh, whether it's a shoulder or a kidney uh, or an ankle or or whatnot. I mean, he's had uh, you know a number of injuries, a concussion. Um, yeah, we don't see off the field what he endures and what all these thousands of other players over the years endure. It's almost like you're making a deal with the devil when you play professional sports, yeah. especially professional football, especially in light of the fact that we know what we know now about right. a, a brain injuries. Now, I know the NFL and CFL get pretty antsy when you start talking about the, yeah. the, the relationship between collision sports, and, and but people are committing suicide, they're mm-hmm. dying young, they're developing diseases, they're brain tumors. There's, there's a lot going on there. Uh, and that's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is not that great either. By the time you're 45 or 50 years old, yeah. you're walking with you're canes. I mean, you're, you're broken down. Your body's broken down. Yeah, I know there's replacement surgeries for joints and things like this, but that's that's not m- fixing the problem. Mm-hmm. I, I I give a guy credit like this that can look down the road and said, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy that can't make it up the stairs. I don't want to be that guy that can't lift my kids up on my on my shoulders, you know, because I, my shoulder doesn't, you know, I right. can't do that. Uh, there, there have only been a handful of guys, athletes in any sport, Rick, that have been able to walk away like that. Well, one one guy, in, well, there's a few of them, but one guy in particular that I thought of was a guy like Jim Brown and a guy like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, just came, yeah, he yeah, came to two, mind. Two guys that, you know, I think walked away probably, you know, from a fan perspective, we'd like to see them play forever. Uh, because we love these guys, they're you know talented individuals. They represent you know a brand that we cheer for. Uh, but they walked away knowing that you know if I continue to play, there's a risk here. And in each and every season, they understand what the risk is. Um, but they left basically in their in their early 30s. And Andrew Luck's not too far from that. He's only yeah. 29. So yeah, he's realizing that. Listen, I don't want to go through this again. I understand, you know, I have a responsibility to my teammates, and I'm I'm letting them down. A responsibility to this fan base, and you know, it really stinks to leave, but. I don't want to be that guy who's hobbling, you know, up the stairs or can't make it down the driveway to pick up the newspaper or whatever the case is. Um, you know, he's recently married. He's got a perspective on life that has changed over the last number of months. You know, this is a, a decision that we got to respect. Well, because I think oftentimes we, we look at, at at athletes, especially elite athletes, and I put him in that class. Sure. Uh, we forget that they're humans. And that they've got a life and that they've got ambitions beyond football. I yep. mean, yeah, they all want to win a Super Bowl and all this sort of stuff. But uh, they understand that there's a life after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you say, he's starting a family uh, situation right now. Yep. Uh, I'm sure he had the, these discussions. Uh, and he mentioned that he's been mulling this over for the last two or three weeks. I'm sure he hasn't had very many uh, good sleeps on that time. I mean, because it's a pretty tough decision. For sure. But to be able to walk away from this and simply say, look, at my health is more important. I mean... You know, if, if, if anybody who booed there, if, if you went into work on Monday morning and the guy, your boss said, look, it, if you do this one more time, you're going to die mm-hmm. or you're going to, you know, you'd think twice about doing it. Yeah, for sure. You know? The, the other thing to think about, too, from a fan perspective again is, you know, I've heard a lot over the last, you know, couple of days since the announcement uh, that, you know, if I was Andrew Luck, I would keep playing. Uh, but we're not. I mean, we, we're not these elite 
high-profile multi-millionaires. We'd like to be, you know, we'd like to be playing a sport and making, you know, 10, 20, 30 million dollars a season, but those guys are really few and far between. Uh, and we don't live their lifestyle. We'd like to. We fantasize about that, um, but we don't walk in their shoes. So it's it's hard for us to judge. Well, it's it's easier for us to judge, but it's hard for us to understand what is actually happening, you know, day in and day out. Well, and it happens more and more. I mean, you know, because of the injuries and things of this nature. And I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, you know, draw, draw a parallel between myself and Andrew Luck. But I mean, I've I've had I think it was seven or eight knee surgeries, uh, and it gets tough. And I've had two knee replacements, and and that's that's a that's a tough surgery, and it's mm-hmm. a really tough uh, convalescence after that. Yeah. Uh, and now he hasn't had the joint replacements yet, but that's probably down the road if he continue to play. But he exactly. said they've had to reconstruct his shoulder. He's had other injuries like this. Uh, football players, they, they understand the risks that they're taking, but at the same time, uh, I'm sure they see some of the, the, the damages down the road. And, and, you know, I'm, I had a great orthopedic surgeon that was, I was dealing with back in the days when I was still playing some hockey. And, and he said, go ahead and play. He says, after I'd had a couple of knee surgeries already, he says, yeah, well, if you play again, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. And it won't bother you when you're 20. It won't bother you too much when you're 30, but you says you get on the north side of 40 all of a sudden, and your body will respond. I mean, you know, it's breaking down. It's yeah. like a car that you don't do any maintenance on and keep running it into the wall. Eventually, yeah. it's going to be damaged. And you mentioned that, you know, you're not of the stature of Andrew Luck. So think about that. Like, you played, uh, you know, in uh, high school football. Yeah. You know, these guys are playing, you know, uh, high school football. They're playing college ball. Now they're in the pros. So their career, even though, you know, from a from a, uh, a career standpoint is very short, but from a you know playing football standpoint, they're playing from basically teenage years to maybe you know their late thirties if they're lucky. That's a lot of wear and tear on the body in a short period of time. Uh, whether you know, surgeries and rehabs, uh, you know, there's medications that a lot of these guys are taking to you know uh, get rid of that pain. Uh, these guys really put their bodies to the test in more ways than one. Peyton Manning, speaking of Indianapolis quarterbacks, uh, who left, of course, and went and played a number of years uh, for for the Broncos after that. This is a guy that broke his neck twice. Twice! And and there, but for the grace of God, if it had gone like a centimeter more, mm-hmm. he'd he'd be a quadriplegic right now. Yeah, it's incredible. And he and came back to play it. And I'm sure, that, and you know, good for him. Boy, he's a brave guy. You know, I, I don't, I sure wouldn't have done that. But I'm sure that the other athletes are looking at that and saying, "What if that were me?" You know, I don't want to be in the wheelchair for the rest of my life. And yeah. you know, and then and every day you're going to think, "Boy, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have played that last year. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't." Uh, it's got a way on a lot of people's minds, I guess, because of they've seen now what can happen in in a, in a violent sport like that. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's got to be. I think, it, you know, from a player's perspective, I don't think they're worried about getting hurt until they get hurt. Yeah. You know, they see their teammates get hurt, but I think internally they're thinking, you know, yeah, it's lucky that's not me, but at the end of the day, until they get hurt, I don't think they really realize, you know, the extent of, you know, the rehab and the doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff that goes into it. So I think they're, I wouldn't necessarily say oblivious, but they, I think they continue to think they're somewhat invincible to being, you know, seriously injured. You know, Jeremiah Masoli is a great case. I know he's had some, you know, bumps and bruises over the years, but this is really his first season in which he's had a serious injury, you know, serious enough that it wipes out, you know, the entire season. So, you know, it would be interesting to see his perspective now compared to, you know, a few months ago when he was healthy and, and running all over the place. Well, simply because it's, it's you're one play away from that. And yeah. we have seen athletes that have been severely injured that have attempted to come back and they're just not the same. Right. 
Uh, you know, there was, was psychologically, physically, there could be a number of different reasons. Uh, and you, you, you know, I can understand that, like you say, when you're a young guy like that and you think you're invincible, you can go, okay, that's going to happen to somebody else but not to me. Mm-hmm. Then it does. And and this is a guy that's been on the operating table quite a few times already. Yeah. So I, I, I get where he's coming from, and I think the fans have to be a lot more understanding. I'm sure the players do. Oh, for sure. Not on the Colts necessarily, but, yeah. I mean, they've got to understand that, you know, you, when you're sacrificing your body for for the sport and for your teammates like that, at some point you got to say, okay, that's enough. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about over the weekend, so this broke uh, late-ish on Saturday. So I'm flipping actually between the Ticats-BC uh, Lions game and the Miami Hurricanes-Florida Gators game because I'm a big Hurricanes fan. Uh, and so whenever there was a commercial with the you know the Ticats game, I would flip over to, to the NCAA coverage. And um, so I saw on Twitter that a- Andrew Schefter from ESPN had tweeted Andrew Luck retiring, and I'm thinking, okay, is this a hacked account? Is this you know a fake news account, which we've seen with, with Schefter's account in the past? And uh, then on the scroll, on the bottom of the, the NCAA game, it's, yeah, Andrew Luck has announced uh, that he's retiring. Um, and apparently he had told Colts owner Jim Ursay that you know his, his plans were this was it, he was going to step away. And how that got out, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was Ursay or someone on his management team or maybe another player that Andrew Luck told. But for that news to eventually trickle to a reporter and be broken during the game was absolutely sensational because here's Andrew Luck sitting on the sidelines, you know, not realizing this news has come out and then gets booed off the field, which I thought was you know, pretty selfish from a fan perspective. But uh, it, it made for some incredible television. And I, he got some criticism. I can't remember the guy's name from ESPN that just said, typical millennial, can't tell you, doesn't want right. to go through this. <laughs> yeah. uh, and walk a mile in his shoes. Yeah. You know, it's it's just mind-boggling that people would be so insensitive about that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, you got to respect his decision. I mean, he's been through a lot. His life is changing. He realizes he's got a lot more years ahead of him. Uh, in terms of life compared to his six seasons in the National Football League. So I don't begrudge his decision at all. I think it was rather brave for him to say, you know what, it's time for me to take care of myself. So good luck to him. Well, and to, to that point, I mean, when that went out on Twitter, I mean, Troy Aikman jumped right on top of that and just said, you don't know what you're talking about. Yep. You know, play the game. Go yep. through the stuff that we go through. And there's a Hall of Famer who's had, you know, a number of concussions and realizes that, you know, Steve Young would be in the same boat. And they know that any play could be their last play and it could have detrimental impact to the health for the rest of their lives. So uh, good on him uh, for choices. And I'm, I'm sure in the passage of time, people are going to understand exactly where he's coming. From. I hope so. Because there, there's a long list of, we had a pretty short list of, of people that have walked away, but there's a long list of guys that have limped away mm-hmm. uh, because they may be left at one more time. And, and you know, Andrew Luck's about to discover, I guess, what Tony Romo and a lot of other people are, are, have found out already, Troy Aikman, that there's life after professional sports. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to be able to be cognizant enough to be able to take part in that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and hopefully he I, he's going to be just fine. Thank you very much. Uh, good seeing you again. Yeah, anytime. Uh, I was going to talk to you about the football game today, but that would have been about a 30-second conversation. Was there anything to talk about, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the most boring game of the year. Uh, but a win is a win is a win, That's I right. suppose. Anyway, yeah. nobody got really banged up uh, seriously, except for Mike Riley, I guess, the <laughs> BC quarterback. But <laughs> yeah. well, what else is there? Uh, I, Radley says, he says, you know, that's a, this guy gets, the, he says, crashed has dummies. You know, that's <laughs> Yeah, and he, credit to the Ticats. I'm sure he's really line. happy he signed with BC this year. Yeah, <laughs> Ticats D-line did a number on it. All seven sacks were from the D-line, so that was yeah. great to see. So we'll see what happens on Labor Day. The Labor Argos Day. are in Hamilton. CHML Sports Director Rick Zamperin. Thanks, Rick. You got it. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.